Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Just because as we were about to hit, some people listen on just on the air with their ears, some people watch with their eyes on Ustream, and just as we were about to hit that button to start broadcasting, it just said, we can't, and it's busted. Okay. So, we'll try to <laughs> so we're going to try thing. and relog, but we're live now. Um, the Urban Gen is on my computer working feverishly. Uh... Uh, what's wrong with Mercury? Uh, it's in retrograde. <laughs> I remember back in... People the, used to think I was crazy. I remember back in the day, if I could tell a quick story yes. while you're on... You're well, working, I, you're working the Apple machine. Well, I'm hashtag working yeah. hard. Well, hashtag working hard. Yes. Remember, um, on Lady and the Gent, we love hashtags. We do love hashtags. We love the use of hashtag, and we support everyone else to go out there and hashtag themselves. Yes. Hashtag the world. If you if you follow us on Facebook at Lady, yeah. uh, you can find us Lady Ampersand the Gent, all one word on Ampersand? Facebook. Yes. Uh, what you may call it? Uh, I, someone had two statuses. He had a situation. The Urban Gent had a. Had a case of the fake people situation. Yeah. And okay. Here we are. Let's see. Let's see. Let's Hopefully try that's We're gonna we're gonna start recording right now. Recording and has been started. Okay. But if uh, I saw two statuses from people. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, about one about when I was posting stuff about Monsanto and ABBA mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, we look like we're okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was about me. My gut told me it was about me when they said. Oh, you know, some, I need to delete some people because some people just post the stupidest crap. I guess signing petitions against non-GMOs is crap. Well, they can go, like, you know, chew on some Nerf chicken and yeah. not listen to Swedish and pop have, music. Have, I don't know why that would bother them. <laughs> I don't know why that would vex them so much that they have to, like, you know, have to make a, a statement to announce their annoyance and then take the physical time to, like, delete you as a friend. Which is fine, because I didn't talk to the person anyway. It's obnoxious, though, I just think. But the other person was a sort of close friend who I sort of pushed to the wayside because I'm done with that part of, not part that part of my life, Maybe but I'm hi, done. Ed and Vicky, they're watching in a restaurant. Hey. hey we're remote. Take us anywhere. There's an <laughs> app on Ustream. You can watch it on your smartphones, which I, everyone should have at this yeah. point. I know I was late to the game, but I got mine in December for a gift. That was very nice. So you can catch us and bring us anywhere. I'm sorry, I interrupted okay. you. No, More promotion. We have to keep. I know we've been told we don't plug enough, so we have to be a little more shameless. Which shouldn't and be we'll hard plug our us. number in a second. Exactly. But the second one was about uh, they don't know why they keep some friends, quote unquote. Yeah. And I'm doing the quotes on the Ustream. Yeah, the quotes on the Ustream. <laughs> uh, why they keep so many people when they just clog up their time news feed with stuff they don't they're not interested in. Uh, well, first of all, we've always established on the show that you can control your news feed and you could list people. Like someone watched the rerun of Case of the Fake People and yeah. kind of laughed that I have Gotham all in one, like all separated and list, and I can go weeks without knowing your, what's going on in right. their lives. Your volleyball yeah. yeah. And then and he put something to make fun of people who do hashtags. So of course now I'm if you if you're if you don't like hashtags then you shouldn't read my statuses on Facebook because of the hashtag I'm the death until he deletes all over me. The place. Yeah. That's until he finally walks his talk and deletes me. Yes. 
instead of li- living a non-ironic life. If we sound <laughs> like we're complaining a lot, we're doing a portion of the show of the can you see that? The <laughs> suckiest thing that ever sucked about this week, just as a sounding board and yeah. how to take it to the next level so it doesn't suck for the rest exactly. of your Exactly. Back when the show, if, if some of you old school listeners remember Soul Behind the Snark, we kind of did something kind of similar, which would be celebrity snark, celebrity soul. We yeah. took like a positive or a negative thing that someone famous did, and we kind of expounded on it. So then we wanted to take this as a little moment you know, I know everyone has their um, their like positive message of affirmation thing, but we wanted to do our version and do like what's our little negative thing, and then to just like talk about it, get it out of there. Yeah, because this came about with two things. Uh, it was always in the back of our mind, but two things affirmed it this week. I was listening to Doreen Virtue a rerun on Hay House Radio, and one of her callers was saying something, and she was trying to. She was trying to make sense of it, like many of us do, trying to make sense of it through whatever, the law of attraction or what mm-hmm. the universe wants her to do. And Doreen said the, mo- said the wisest thing. She goes, that's the most intellectual solution to an emotional problem. She's like, you have to deal with the emotion. And yeah. today on the talk, they re-ran, what was, uh, re- they re-ran the Valerie Harper interview that was interrupted by all Pope, who wants to be the next Pope coverage Mm. Uh, and comment on that. Exactly. We're going to digress on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we won't get less people, to, more people to comment. <laughs> <laughs> but she said the greatest thing she learned when she learned she had a terminal, uh, terminal, she has terminal brain cancer, yeah. uh, which in the spiritual sense, you know, nothing's ever terminal, but, you know, who wants, that's a, that's a, yeah. intellectual solution you know, that's to an real emotional cute problem. You know, when you were sitting there terrified. Yeah. You know? So she said, the best thing she's learning and she's learned is that have the emotion, let it flood in, and let it flood out of you, then return to the now. Ride what the wave. What is the now? Yeah, ride the wave. That's what I was saying today, ride the wave. Yeah, and, and then return to the now and what makes you happy in the now and that remember that the only moment you have is the now. So she can't yep. think about – she can't think about – what it's going to be like to die, or she says there's yeah. the pain associated that it's going to cause her family and herself. But what good does that do her in the moment when she knows the moments are fleeting? Does she want to be miserable? Right, because you can choose. And sad, or does she want to embrace her family? And she's like, or do I want to like enjoy the fact that I'm on the talk again with you, blah, 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 blah. And that, you know, she or we are here right now doing what we want to do, being happy with our best friend, going somewhere, driving down the road, listening to your favorite song, whatever, and enjoy that and be in there. So if we want to start real quick, we want to do, do you want to do the sucky things now? Yes, do your, do your sucky, what, well, this is also, remember, this is the evolution of Allison and Alex. Yes. So this is our new title, our new spirit, our new voice. Let's see. Uh, well, to to, yes, yeah, thanks to our guest last week, Charlie, the matchmaker, for telling me he Sunday, for telling me Sunday when we met for drinks in the city. Well, actually, we went to Bear Burger. <laughs> huh. Shout out to Bear Burger. Okay. They know my face now. I'm there so often. Uh, he said, "You are really good at evolving." And I said to him, I, "That's what the show is yeah, about." Exactly. Yeah. So I finally, we finally are. We finally think we found our voice and our brand. Since yeah. Crystal Andrus is going to be interviewed eventually on Authentic mm-hmm. You, she's. I did a whole class with her about being your brand. So anyway, suckiest thing that ever sucked, Allison, Lady Hope. All right, whatever so we'll, 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 oh my chat, gosh. we'll chat between ourselves, but also we're inviting anyone to call up right now to ex- expound their little Where crappy your moment. Board. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Because we're like this for all our friends, but now you get an official few minutes out of this half hour to say it and then let it an go. Hour. Aren't we in an hour today? We are? I think so. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, cool. So an hour. <laughs> You're still not paying attention. But maybe that's my thing. But anyway, if you want to call up 877 my sucky part of the week is def- it's kind of like a general thing and not like one specific moment. And I guess I can go back to what just happened in a second as I feel very clueless and tired and out of it. Okay. And I don't know yeah. 
I know I've been very busy, and there's been some working on the weekends, so there's been no relaxing, doing nothing on the weekends, and there's another working on the weekend situation coming up that I'm stressed about. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm a very big fan of Saturdays, and, and now I'm just kind of stressed because it's going to be a long, physically kind of tiring day for me. And I don't know if I should blame our little daylight savings, I've just sucked one hour of your life away situation. <laughs> if I could blame that, maybe a little bit. If I could also blame the fact that I'm not sleeping well, maybe a little bit of that, or going to bed late because I come home and I do too much and I'm not prioritizing. But I just feel very out of it, very tired. I know it's not one specific. There's been some incidences that other people have had this week. It has been a lot suckier and scarier than my little, wow, I'm tired and out of it. But that's what I would But we're talking about what's going on inside of you. Yeah. So So, inside of me. Very valid. And someone who usually listens to the show keeps texting me, Dean. Hi, Dean. Hi, Dean. We're on on with with the sound of the Urban Jet text message. What's that noise on the iPhone? Drama. Okay. That's what it it sounds like to me. It's like I'm like, yeah. So what's going inside of me? We're going to analyze it. I mean, if you want to do the universal astrological solution, the planets are all akimbo right. with Mercury and retrograde and all that stuff. But sometimes that's not the answer you want to sometimes hear. Sometimes it's not the answer well, you want to hear. Well, what are you like thinking, Information specific. Society? I want to know mm-hmm. what you're thinking. You want to know what's on my mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me what is on your great, mind. What a great idea to... <laughs> What pivoted, am I like, Yeah, pivoted. Like they said, remember in class uh, when we were doing Jerry, uh, the Abraham thing, and there's that whole that whole pivoting thing. Like what in the moment? You, and there's the whole scale. Meaning. Like you were, if you were like stop and kind of look back. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why you're feeling like. Well, not why you're feeling, but you're feeling this in the moment, and what would raise you to that next level? But why are you? Why? Why am I why out is of it so and tired? And tired. What? Because I know you think a lot. When you're trying to sleep and when you're restless, I'm thinking you have too much. much in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. There's some situations happening at the work and other places where maybe there's just a ton on my mind like that, and mm-hmm. I also feel in general I'm not. There's a lot that I feel like I haven't started yet, and mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, there's like a lot of things <laughs> in my life that I feel like I. I told myself by this time I would have been like full into doing it even. Mm-hmm. I've been at the gym that frequent. And I don't know yeah. if that's part of it, too. Well, that's a but, whole show to Yeah, do. that's like part, part of the of show. Um, so there's like a, two weeks of not going to the gym on a regular basis mm-hmm. because of other things. Mm-hmm. And then there's some work stuff. And then there's maybe that's mostly it. And then the mm-hmm. busyness. Yeah. And I feel like that. I, I also, I definitely feel that the physical activity, you know, I'm thinking about it would definitely be the thing that makes me feel a little restless Mm -hmm. because I know when I was working out more frequently I had a I had better sleep and better like energy Mm -hmm. and stuff that could be it and I'm you know and then I'm me thinking about the future all the time yeah um sometimes not so much the now but constantly looking into giant pictures um which is something I've done I guess my whole life Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you could go back to the fact that I was kind of a daydreamer I would just fantasize about Mm -hmm. stuff and I still do, but I also can get caught up in me being worried and just thinking too much in the future. There's, like, a place I was supposed to be now in a certain way, and that's definitely physical and weight-wise, and that's mm-hmm. the crux of the show. And I think I'm I'm just like, oh, my God, it's almost April. I didn't start. Oh, my God, I, I should have been by now doing this, this, mm-hmm. and this. And then I weighed myself this week, and I gained a pound from where I last weighed myself, which was probably – Three or four weeks ago, or maybe last month, is the last time I was on the scale. And then I just was curious because I was feeling kind of off, and I went to it in the morning, and I saw it went up one. But that's, I mean, it's one, but you don't want to go up any. So then you get, like, frustrated, and you're like, oh, no, it's going to start a little. Yeah, I'm like, it's going to keep going. I'm going to do something now. And then I get so stressed, mm-hmm. which doesn't help the weight or the brain at all (laughs) because then you're building like turmoil in your head and that's not going to help you. So I think I'm just not thinking clear headed and then not sleeping and then thinking too much in a messy head, not a clear head and all that stuff. Um, 
and suggestions people would have for me, maybe meditate or calm down. Everyone usually yeah, says calm down is a little tough. Or say uh, One practice. Thing at a time. I read that. I read, there's a book called by Hay House. Uh, Is it called, called No, it's called That'd actually be funny. That'd be funny if the, the way you're so supposed a, to say it. Yeah. Uh, the way that, you know, we're a family show, mm-hmm. huh? But <laughs> we won't do anything rude and say bad words. I got you. Yeah. So it goes down, it comes down to that thing where, you know, it's there's even like a physic there's like um and this is again I'm pulling into the show more. There's um there's like a to be honest, there's like this selfish part of me because 'cause I'm having my having like a birthday party with a bunch of friends at the end of April and there's like a part of me that wanted to look really really good at the party and like buy a new dress and then I don't feel like I look good enough and I'm like stressed and I feel like certain people will look at me and be like eh she still looks like that piece of crap mm-hmm. you know because I know some people think and they'll be happy that I don't look good because I know how some people are and all that crap and then I get caught up in it and I'm like I want to be beautiful at the party and I don't feel like I even should buy a new dress because I'm still the same size I was last year and I didn't lose any more weight and then so that's making me like you know being like nuts girl in my brain well that also goes into our <laughs> other segment about the hashtag body brutality or, yeah so you're being you're being. I'm really, dovetailing into all our uh-huh. segments and you're being in my crazy brutal, head. Yeah, you're being really <laughs> brutal on yourself. Yeah. As we as, as we, we get being there. totally honest. Yeah, as we get as we both do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hence why we ended up having the show. The show <laughs> about our surgeries. So yeah. why don't we why don't we get back to the segment and then we can go with now that we have a now that we have a teaser. <laughs> then it's a teaser for yeah, the teaser. second part. Blackout. I meant to do that. I'm not nuts. <laughs> uh, my suckiest thing that ever sucked this week, besides uh, having having my birthday on Saturday and then someone kind of tapping my mom's car lovingly and leaving mm-hmm. leaving apparently it's thousands of dollars of damage on oh. it, but it looks just like a scratch and a dent. You just had a little hit and run on a on one of our more major dangerous highways. Uh, thank you, Ruth. In for. North Jersey. Thank I know it's on for. some list of being like crappy road mm-hmm. USA mm-hmm. number whatever. But that yeah. uh but you know, it just has to work itself out because uh the guy told me to go to the insurance company to get it paid for because he's like you don't want to pay for it out of pocket. Then I just it just freaked my mom out a little and mm-hmm. she comes from a place of lack and worry yeah. which upsets me because I don't I try my best to not come from that place I know and you, say that a lot, yeah. it'll fix, it will work itself out. I actually that morning said to the universe, please find a solution that's affordable, that's affordable and will resolve this. And so when the guy told me go to Progressive, blah blah blah, that's what that's why I took it to heart and I put into motion and mm-hmm. I did the earthwork as Doreen Virtue would say to get it done. Is just my mom was a little resistant because she feared that the insurance would go up, but that right. sucked the most. What's sucking right now yeah. is, there's a is, second, there's a, there's a is my, my Gotham crush, the guy I have a crush on or I'm actually giving a chance Does to. Did you watch the show? I don't know, but. Well, hi if you do. Hello if you do. Hey, we've got to be honest and real. So uh-huh. That's what it is. We have to be our authentic selves. That's yeah. why we're on here. Yep. And uh, we're having a little snag getting to our second alone time hangout. I wouldn't quantify it as a date. We're getting to know each other. Right, I think. that's how it and starts. He he quantifies it as alone time, so that's what I'll call it. And, and I, I see that as a positive, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, the alone time, like the fact that he says that is specifically him being like, I want to be with just you. Mm-hmm. This is special for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's cool. So we're getting, we're <laughs> having trouble getting to the second part because he's busy, and then this, that, the other thing. So I'm starting to get the flood of doubts about what's going to happen and how it's going to happen and if I should even be spending time again and all the stuff we talked about yes. with uh, Charlie last yes, week. Exactly. And I've spoken with Susan, who did my human design. And that's where I am with that. Right. I know it's going to be okay because I uh, – Well, I did I did say, one yeah. thing. I did, I did that one thing. Like, that's what I always tell people, and I'll tell you, to mm-hmm. do that one thing that will maybe get you to feel better even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I did that one thing. I texted him and said, well, what about me doing the tournament 
it's not phrased like this, but, well, okay. what about me doing the tournament next week makes you think that we won't have time to see each other? And he said, well, I thought you'd be busy. And I go, I have I shown you anything that... You've made that time. Like I've made time, but I've also... I've sh- have I shown you that my Gotham social life is the most important thing on the planet these mm-hmm. days? I've actually shown people the opposite. Right. That's why people are making fun of my hashtags. And that's why, and that's people, why people are, are coming saying, up to you and asking yeah. what's wrong. And texting me and saying I'm acting weird. Acting weird. Because I don't fit into their little box anymore. You're acting weird by not being 24-7 in the, the group, yes. walking as a collective whole and not as a group. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's, and it's funny, but that's also how the group mentality is. Mm-hmm. If you're with, like, a, cr- a close band of people, mm-hmm. they kind of get a little nuts because then they, like, the security of the group is threatened if one of the members... Mm-hmm. You know, that's some sociology kind of stuff yeah. going there. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, I don't know, you start going into your body brutality stuff. I don't, I, I am gladly right now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not thinking it has anything to do with my physical appearance. So that's how I'm putting end hashtag body brutality. Right. That even with the, even with the delay with getting to the next point or whatever is going to happen with this other mm-hmm. guy. I'm not blaming the way I look or Good. feeling. I'm not feeling that it has anything to do with my physical appearance. Because I actually went, I actually went last mm-hmm. night at the game. I had two guys come up to me and say, you're really looking really great right now. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so I just have to ride really that wave cool. and keep that in my head. Yeah, and that's, you have to, you know, and that's the other thing with me, I guess, or but the truth is if somebody's telling you that and they're a sincere, honest person that, like, cares also, you should believe them mm-hmm. and not look at them like they have 12 heads and yeah. be crazy. Learn to That's die. my issue right now is, um, you know, I have a very, like, caring, complimentary boyfriend, but I don't – but there's still so much in me that's, like – Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. damaged or whatever, he's like, what? I'll tell it. I go, no, I know you're being honest. Like, I know he's not lying because he's not like a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a BS kind of dude. He's like real with it. But it, it's, it's, I guess, because it's just so deep in there, it's like pulling out that monster to get rid of it. Yeah, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, and we'll work on this together, but I was, when I was thinking about this whole doing Mirror Mirror tonight and actually coming up front about the realities of our weight loss surgeries, I actually started to write things down associated with our ending body brutality. And one of the, and I know Michelle's doing a book about words and verbiage and stuff. And we right. even did a show, I think it was during Soul Behind the Spark, yes, about the words, the words you, you choose. choose. Yeah. So why don't you start rephrasing it not as damaged, but as right, a challenge. It's a challenge. True, because if you mm-hmm. say damage or bad, scarred and then you're saying part of you is bad, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're focusing on mm-hmm. the negative. If, yeah, if you <laughs> could get yourself to that one next level, say this is a challenge, and challenges you can rise above. Challenges. Yeah, exactly. You you know how to if you phrase it like that, you know how to defeat, not defeat, yeah. but um, uh, you know how to rise to a challenge. That's the truth. So. So you know how to rise to a challenge. So if you phrase it like that, you can put yourself in your own mm-hmm. power and say that I can, I can get over this challenge. I can right. rise above this challenge. So and that's our lesson for the day. No, that's our, <laughs> right, bye. No, you have bye. Has a homework. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that would um, be mine. I mean, no, no. If you wanted to to go into you know how you thought. You know, when you decided to get some lipo done, like, Mm -hmm. what brought you to that decision? Mm -hmm. You know, what, you know, where were you at the place where you're like, you know, this is what I'm going to try. And I know it's like both of us, Mm -hmm. and I I know we've talked about this before in other shows, how both surgeries, or I guess any surgery like that, can be considered controversial in a way. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know for me, I remember when I decided two years ago, and I knew... I wasn't like I wasn't gonna not do it because of what certain people would say, but I knew there'd be some resistance even with like friends. Friends they do care. I know my friends care and support, but I knew some would be like, 
are you sure? And that's weird. And then there's the people that are always like, that's cheating. Oh, and yeah. But which, whoever you. you decide, exactly, whatever you decide, however you want to go is your way. Mm-hmm. You, no one else has the right to tell you that's not the right way to go. Because you know you couldn't have asked me anything because I'm so pro-share. Do oh, my get the do get the shot, get the, the go on the night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, I was like, do what you need to do. I know yeah. because I know. Uh, I think. Mm. I think beyond that, your biggest fear was actually going under the knife, like mine. I have a total, and it's a little less now because my experience, <clears throat> honestly, was great. I could could smear in a hospital and stuff for New York. I don't <laughs> whatever shameless plug, but from like start to finish and from every person I dealt with from just whatever nurse to even like, you know, the the old nun who was nice and checked up on me, obviously my doctor, everyone else, really positive, really caring. And I have, I had a terrifying, paralyzing fear of hospitals since little. And I never had an issue in one I never had, like, a scary surgery little kid thing, but it was something I was always afraid of. I was always afraid of surgery. I always had the crazy fear of all that, like, surgery horror nightmares. Yeah. Like, waking Being up awake and in the middle you know, of it. And you can't tell them, but you feel it, like, oh, or just not waking up at all. Yeah. You know, so that was always going through my head when surgery was mentioned to me a few years, years before this from different doctors. And I was like, no, 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 I could do it on my own. And I just couldn't get there on my own. And when I finally got to the point where I felt fed up and I felt nervous for my health, honestly, mm-hmm. always part of it with me is going to be a physical thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and be so high and mighty and be like, I only wanted to be healthy. Yeah, no. No, no. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I just wanted to look a certain way or the way maybe I used to look back when I was, I don't know, 17. I don't know if I'll get there, but I'm, mm-hmm. um, you know, saying that kind of thing. So that entered into it too. And then a lot of the health, because you want to, you're still kind of young and then you're, there's a list of scary things that could potentially happen. So with my very supportive parents, I found a very good doctor. And that, that whole experience, getting over the fear of just being cut into, which is like terrifying mm-hmm. for me, and then what's going to change after. My social life, my friends, whatever, me. The recovery. The recovery, which my recovery was great, just a week. I bounced back pretty quick from a lot of stuff. I was back to work. The not really eating solid foods for a month was tough. I don't, that's not my favorite. But, you know, that was part of the whole system, and I followed mm-hmm. it through, and it helped me, whatever. Um, so now, again, and I know I've said this on the show before, two years out, I'm not, and I know clinically, if Dr. So-and-so would have seen me still now, I'd be like, well, you're not where I want you, and you have out the chart, and, you know, there'd be the paper with all the stuff. And I know that, too, but I've hit some bumps in the road. This is different for everyone. Maybe it's the kind of thing where I need to see a support group or see a bunch of different people that have had it done, had the band done as well, so I could see their progress, see what maybe frustrations they have had because sometimes you feel very alone with it, mm-hmm. you know, or I see other people that have had it and they're, like, uber successful. And it was like, it took me five minutes and it all came off. And I was like, <laughs> um, not me, you know. And there's definitely some things I could do different. But I guess I'm at the point where I'm just trying to decide what the next move is. Do I go see kindly Dr. So-and-so and get another adjustment? Yeah, we'll tell people more about the realities of getting it adjusted. Like, the like because, you know, Al Roker explained that with him, it was... Did he have the band or did he get... He got, he got the band. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I, thought I he think had it was the band. band. Okay. No, I think it was the band. I and should write him an email or something I and ask him. I think it was. And yeah. he... Uh, or maybe it was by Bypass. But he talked about how, you know, he soiled himself at inelegant times. And it's that hasn't different. happened yet, thank God. He no. might, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, so that's why I wanted to do the um, show about the reality. The reality is, and again, everything I say is my experience, happened to me and being honest, but I would never take away any of it. Um, even when some of my friends and people that I'm with have seen a less than satisfactory reaction to something and they get upset because they're like, it looks like it's hurting you. And I was like, look, this is just part of my reality. So 
There have been a couple adjustments because what it is, this is like a little balloony thing around a holder at the top of your stomach that closes and opens with a port with fluid put in it so we can make bigger or smaller for more or less food. Mm -hmm. It it constricts the top of your stomach so you'll feel fuller, Fuller, faster. Fuller, faster, won't eat as much. That's the, the two things that it provides. Okay. So there are times when I eat too fast or eat too much or eat the wrong thing. There's a couple of foods that are like triggery things and it's like a maybe a lot of breads or a big sandwich or a big chewy thing. Mm-hmm. Tough steaks, not so good. Some there's some vegetables that are tough. No broccoli stems that are killers. And it gets stuck. That hurts and you unfortunately have to go to the bathroom and kind of cough it up in a way. Almost like I take it I kind of explain it like a hairball. Uh-huh. Like, okay. You know, and it's not like a full-on crazy barf thing. Like, it's not, not a full-on bulimia. Yeah, it's not. Or like, you know. Like <laughs> oh, the good old days. Oh, the good old They're days. They're so young and wacky. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, or like when you're drunk and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that. Okay. But it is it is painful when food gets stuck because it feels like there's a knife in you jabbing. And there's no way around it. It has to come up because it can't fit down. Okay, um, okay. That's a side effect. That's part of it. That's something that people who give, the doctors who give you the band don't want. You know, my one friend, she was actually with me in, in the bathroom on a, actually on a, I was on a, I was on the, the cheesy date, not with the boyfriend that I'm dating, but mm-hmm. with his friend at the time oh, okay. that it happened to. Um, Bridget and I were in a, um, here's here's a great example of things you can't do with the lap band. You can't go to Brazilian barbecue restaurants. <laughs> We were at a Brazilian barbecue no, restaurant. No, here's because it's wasted. Because there's oh. a thousand million things to eat, and you know you can't eat it all, and once you start, you're going to stop soon, and it's mm-hmm. over. And if you even try to eat more, you'll get sick. And that's what happened at the restaurant. And I was like, I go to a bathroom. And Bridget was like, I'll come with you. And I was like, I don't want to upset you, Bridget, but i got to do something. And I went into the stall. And I explained to her what was happening. I'm like, don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm not we're like not a disorder. No, I'm not, not going to ask you to follow your fingernail like the tethers. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I just have a piece of, I guess it was one of the many delicious meats that they brought to the table. Uh, you know, so, yeah, and you know, and, and that's the thing that happens. You have to remember. I just always have to remember that it's kind of there. So like friends have seen it. And I know it's kind of nerve-wracking for them because it, it does look like I'm – I get this look. I was told a look of fear in my eyes. Okay. Like once I start to feel it getting stuck. And sometimes I'll hiccup, and the hiccup will be the warning. Ooh, uh, like it's about to happen. And mm-hmm, I'll be like mm-hmm. – and I'm like – and I'll wait, and I'll have it again. I was like, I'll be right back. And I'll like leave the table. And the only thing that sucks is if it's at a party or a dinner party yeah. because it is kind of embarrassing. I think everyone that knows me knows that's what might happen. But it doesn't happen for me at an alarming degree. Just every once in a while I'll get caught up, whatever. And I had a lot of adjustments. Um, I've had a couple, but the last one I had, which has kind of put me off visiting my doctor, was the only time where an adjustment caused an issue and I had a whole week of not really being able to eat. Um, it was so tight that when I'd lie down, I felt my stomach acid Ooh. rise in my chest. Uh-huh. I could hear it right here. Ooh, and I would lay down. I couldn't sleep because it was, like, gurgling. Uh-huh. And I could only drink. I was drinking these clear protein shakes and was taking me hours to get it down. I lost 10 pounds, but 10 pounds in a week from not eating. That's not how you're That's supposed not- to lose weight. <laughs> So I had to go back to him and say, please take them out because I cannot live like this, and I know that's not what you want from me. And so I haven't seen him since because I've almost had a little bit of fear of, like, I want to maybe do I go back and get it adjusted again, but I can't have another week like that. Mm -hmm. I left work early. I couldn't sleep. I was dizzy. I was out of it. I mean, no nutrients were coming in. That's the thing. I couldn't. It was just taking so long. Like, every time I drank, I could hear it and feel it go down. Again, I'm not saying this to put anyone off from a lap bed. And honestly, if anybody's out there thinking, you can you can email, private message our site on yeah. Facebook, and I'd be happy to answer. Yeah. I'm a fit. I do support it, and I'm very happy I have it right now. You know, but the thing is, you're still a person living your life, so you have to work with it. 
and now I need to work with a better two years after to lose the rest of the weight. I've, I've already lost some, but there's still a bunch more. And, um, and again, like my go to the body brutality thing, I compare and contrast myself with people all the time, which mm-hmm. is really unhealthy. I know it's wrong to do. I don't suggest anyone do it. But I know other people that have had different surgeries, this one or others, and they're like all perfect and good, and I'm still working at it, and I get very frustrated. That's, that's my thing is right now I'm kind of fr- not frustrated with the band, but just frustrated with me and the situation I'm trying to work at. It. And that's the truth. Again, I'm glad I got it, honestly, for the weight that I already lost. It made, it, um, it made me get to a point where I'm no longer pre-diabetic and I'm healthier in a lot of ways. And, you know, some sizes down, not all the ones I want to be, but to to make a difference. Well, would you say something that's lacking is maybe this is why you think you need a support group and th- stuff? Is Probably. The surgery doesn't d- deal with your relationship with food? No, and that's the thing. That's a great point because when I went to the doctor to get the readjusted from the adjustment that was hurting me, he handed me a new sheet of paper because what I had started to do before that was start a um, very popular weight loss program that begins with a W that a lot of friends it worked for. And I figured, let me start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, are, are we allowed to say it? Or we get uh, to do it? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, Whatever. I'm not Jennifer Hudson. There so, was a lot of points. <laughs> there was a point to that. There's a point to that. Um, <laughs> and it was like this big success story to a lot of people I know. And I was like, instead of getting adjusted or to help me more, I'll start this too. And I went to him and I said, hey, I started this, this thing that's, pop, you know. And he was like, that's the worst diet plan ever, which was weird because I saw, I know people, I, I personally we know people have lost a lot of weight and kept it off. Yeah. So he had a whole complaint about it's bad because it means you can eat every, anything and you shouldn't be able to eat anything. And then he handed me a new list compared to the old list that they handed me when I had surgery. He's like, we reevaluated our nutrition plan, and this is here's the do's and the don'ts, and what you should really do is have two shakes a day and then dinner. And fast, what? that's the thing that the gent brought up, and he and I have this thing, our relationship with food. Honestly, Dr. So-and-so, if I didn't have a relationship with food in any way, I wouldn't have been seeing you for surgery in the first place. There's something else that happens in my head about food and my ties to it that I just can't drink two shakes a day and be okay. So there has to be another plan for me to work with that's more realistic. And for him to sit there and say, never eat pizza again, I was like, really? Yeah, that's, that's... I don't eat it every day. I don't eat it every month. I don't eat it every three months. But every once in a while, there's going to be a slice like, of pizza, uh, and I want it. You're just like, ah, uh, pizza. Like, oh, pizza. Like, for your like for my birthday, that's where the party's going to be, at a pizza place. <laughs> so there. Um, he's not invited. But but that's it almost seemed like this unrealistic thing. Just don't eat carbs anymore ever. Oh, okay. And I had been doing very good being carb-free and low-carb. But then when it came around uh, Christmas time this year, I Which just, a lot of people fall into. I fell into it. I said all bets are off. I'm sick of this. And I ate everything that was handed to me at every party I went to, which was like a million parties. And I was like, sure, I'll have that. Thanks. Okay. And you and I have both have similar stories in yeah. that we wouldn't have gotten surgery if we didn't feel that there was nothing else we could do. Yeah. We were taught... Because you've certain, never not tried everything either. Oh. You've tried... We've tried all together. We've tried it together, separate. This has worked hard, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we've known each other. Yeah. We've always been working at it. Yeah. Really. And it's, it's, that, it's always that lifelong thing to do and we came to a point within the last couple of years it's just like we need to see a physical change to know it's working and that goes with yeah, every human and why we give up on diets so quickly and why mm-hmm. diets don't work yep. is that our human brain and our vision when it's not working fast enough and we have no visual connection to that diet working is when we'll give up mm-hmm. and and the 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 feelings of, I know with me and food sometimes it's that feeling, I can't stand the feeling. I've I've been dealing with this more as I, like, do fasts and do shakes and stuff. Dealing and sitting there with the feeling of starvation and not letting it feel like lack or poverty. Like emptiness. Yeah, or or you're back at that place. You're back at that place 
where you couldn't afford food and stuff. For me, that emptiness is just like loneliness. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I think, I guess I always equated food with, was like feeling happy and full and happy. Mm -hmm. Well, everything, Rachel Ray says it. Like, we we eat when we're happy, we eat when we're sad. We eat with people, we eat without people. And I know I've explained this before, that with my aunt a lot, secret eating was... I, was the greatest thing yep. on the planet. We would go eat behind our my uncle's back, yep. hide the receipts. I did just, it too. <laughs> yeah, eat all these big meals mm-hmm. at chain restaurants and, and stuff, and it would be tell. our little secret. Yeah, and don't tell, you know, whoever mm-hmm. you weren't supposed to tell. And I associate that feeling of being wanted, that she wanted me to be part of her life because she let me in on that secret. Oh, and that's, that's, why, that's why, like, food can be my secret and it can be something that that belongs to me and I'm doing only and nobody knows mm-hmm. about it and it could be something special to me. Yep. And I love but I still love that camaraderie of going out and sitting around a table with your friends with oh too much God. wine yeah. and and I I'm loving more and more like tapas and big appetizers that everybody shares and stuff. Me too. That's the the other good thing about the lap band is you're more you're more socially friendly with your food mm-hmm. because you really can't physically eat everything you have. It's it's a good it's financially good because now I can share stuff like with my boyfriend. I'm like, let's share this because I can't eat it all. Mm-hmm. Or you know, or with friends. And I like that a lot of restaurants are doing mini food mm-hmm. menus so you can have little stuff around and make it more friendly sharing. Not like here's a giant plate, it's all for you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that feeling of, like, oh, I want to eat all of it. Well, also, I used to have that. Yeah, when uh, my friend Christine, back in the day, even when she, she'd eat to the point where she couldn't leave anything on her plate because like, she'd feel like guilty. Mental, yep. She'd feel guilty, and I'm not good with leftovers. And I know a lot of my friends aren't, so it's like I don't want to throw it away. Because that would be bad, and that's like yeah. telling the universe, oh, I don't need money. I know. I don't so I'm need just going to throw it in the garbage. You I know. don't need food or anything. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> You're lighting your cigarettes with dollar bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I know that, that ongoing, what, what I've been weird to think of is food. It plays the biggest factor, mm-hmm. and that's why I've been really, after my surgery, I've been really focused on my relationship with food and what yeah. eating this, is telling my body and what my body's telling me and and it hasn't been the easiest thing but I'm starting to iron it out which I've I've never gotten to this Do you point. have like an example of that? Uh, well, you, you know how I've been like, how, share with the group. Yeah, how I've been like testing myself with like gluten and dairy right. and things like that and I've been saying well I said like I've been saying that uh and coffee and, mm, and that's a big for you. Yeah, and I gave up. Lover. So I I I knowing all that stuff about what causes inflammation in the body and what I really want out of my body, uh, I started to just experiment. I take this food out and put it back in and see how my body reacts and all that stuff. And I've come to, I've always come to the decision that if you do it, do some kind of percentage of the time, if you find the system that works and do it some kind of percentage of the time yeah. and don't worry about the other 30% and don't worry. Because I, I will tell you, yeah. before I get into my story about LIFO, I will tell you Tuesday night I was feeling mm-hmm. trapped, like I couldn't go anywhere. You were at home? Because of work. Okay. And You're Pretty Little like Liars, crazy. yeah, Pretty Little Liars is coming on. Oh, that's right, your show. You're on Tuesday. <laughs> no, I didn't buy enough food in the house, and I didn't want to start my raw, like, shakes till Wednesday. Right. So, because they're expensive, and I'm trying to meter it out so that it lasts me a while. That is the frustrating thing about, like, uber healthy of Mm -hmm. me eating vegetable and protein mostly. Mm -hmm. My food bill's crazy. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, true. And that can be daunting. So, I I called the evil empire Papa John's. Oh, boy. And ate a whole thing. Did you put that garlic dish in there? Yeah, I hit an old thing of those those 10-inch cheese sticks. And I dipped them in the cocaine garlic sauce <laughs> and the marinara sauce. And the, I got blue sauce. cheese, too. I got oh, blue God. Cheese too. That and was I'm so I'm like, oh. And I, 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 and Let it happen. Just go with it. Yeah, and I go, this isn't guilt I'm feeling. I realized too much gluten and dairy because the next day I was like, oh. Were you like, it wasn't mega bloated? It wasn't. <sighs> Just it's yucky? that feeling, it's just lumped yeah. there, and you know you're not, 
it's not flowing right yeah. for your system, so to speak. <laughs> it's a struggle a little. Did you make a tea for that? Did uh, you know about it? Uh, <laughs> no, I can't because I had volleyball the next day. Darn so it. I was like, oh, curses. I'm stuck in more ways than one. You have to be home for uh-huh. that situation. So, all right. So here's something yeah. you probably will never know, and I kept it so secret forever. We reveal. Oh, my God. Okay, here's the thing. We do this (laughs) live on the air. That's like pretty good. What what was the last show I revealed a big secret? When we talked about when you were young. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No plan after 18. Yeah. So my whole life, I think, post-puberty. Am I scared? Should I be scared? No, it's just I'm uncomfortable talking about it, but I have to talk about it because I know other people go through it. I know other men go through it, is that I finally came to this point. I mean – I had I had growths in my skin anyway that I had to get removed, uh, but I had what they call gynecomastia. I had the man boobs that I could never get rid of, oh. and I tried everything in my power to get rid of them from the hormones to, you know, working out like crazy, oh my, dieting. Okay. That's why I would diet like this and all that stuff, and they would never go away. And I was it's part of why my self-esteem is so shaky. Mm-hmm. And it's part of why I never like to get intimate with guys and stuff like that because it wasn't even about – it was easier to have the weight around me because right. it would hide it mostly. I see. What you, okay. So wow. so it's why I would keep people at a distance, why I didn't like to be hugged and stuff like I'm that. Oh, you <laughs> And, uh, and uh, yeah, everybody thought I was having lipo in my stomach, but no, it was to get rid of – it was okay. to get rid of my chest. Yeah, and, and, that's and, that's and sadly enough, my, my plastic surgeon found, like, growths in there anyway. Is that I mean, because of a hormonal imbalance, too. That's what happens, So, yeah, happens, right? so he found, he found growths anyway, right. so they had to get removed anyway. But, yeah, and I, I wanted it, so that's why I was saying I needed, I needed the physical, like, nothing was working. I got you, yeah. And I needed the physical... Something we physical something to say that my life. body changed. Yeah. And I that my body can change because it wasn't. All the meditation in the world well, and well, all yeah. the meditation in the world, all the dieting in the world, all the push-ups in the world, since I was a kid, never got rid of it. And I needed something. And really, everything yeah. fell into place. I said I wanted it. And I said if this is what the universe wants me to do, then I do it. Okay. Everything fell into place. You found a way to make it work yeah. financially for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for me. There was a financial issue. I have two very supportive parents that helped because there was a not covered by the health insurance my job has chosen for us issue. And then the good doctor made a deal with my good parents, and then he's like, "I'll charge this much," and it all worked out because he's like a cool dude. And, you know, like, and that's the way it should be. The doctors or whoever should work with you because there's mm-hmm. someone who's like, that's my job is to help, mm-hmm. and I'm going to help you, you know, that's cool. And, like, you know, you found the, the way you needed to do it because there there's certain physical things, and he was even saying to me when I first got evaluated, and I said, I tried, you know, and my parents were there. I'm like, we tried so many years, and she tried, and it's hard. He goes, there's just some certain physical reasons why some people just can't get there on mm-hmm. their own or with all their stuff. So that's why these surgeries are in place. Mm-hmm. Stuff like you, stuff like me, stuff like other people have done. And you knew you had to do what you did to get to where you wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, because I felt so. I, I knew... When I was living in Piscataway, I saw I was when I when I was working from home and mm-hmm. I could watch soaps all day. Yes. <laughs> and before One Life to Live was off the air, That's your I kind of yeah I mm-hmm. kind of uh, was enamored with this uh, one actor, uh-huh. and I went to his website and said he had gynecomastia. Oh shoot! And he, he was lucky enough to get surgery. And that's when it started rolling in my head. I'm like, like, I want to be lucky enough to get surgery. Yeah, exactly. You're like, then that'll be the way to help it. Mm -hmm. Like you tried everything else and it wasn't Mm -hmm. working. Because even me and Lori, me and Lori went to this health expo in New York together, and Mm -hmm. they said this this pill would help get rid of it and all that stuff. And it, you know, it wasn't working and all that stuff. So it was just, I was just was finally tired, and I was never gonna get past anything if I didn't find a way to get. To have that be to have the surgery, yeah. And it, it, I mean, it's completely like last year was an eye opener, uh, especially this time last year. 
coming back to volleyball yeah. and then getting more attention. And, and people that really good. telling you. Uh-huh. A lot. And they're now like, people hey. telling me now. They're like, hey, good looking. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's yeah. really, it's weird. It's so weird being that open to it. And Susan will probably explain it more. I have another, like, session with her. I have to talk to I her. I can't wait till we get to talk with her uh-huh. and find out. Your book of secrets. My book of secrets. <laughs> My book of human design secrets. Yeah, no, it sounds really cool. Definitely sounds like something I'd be interested in, too. And it's just weird. You try to, if you want to do the intellectual, like, spiritual mm-hmm. explanation of it, it's like, it, it's, uh, if, if we talk about weight as a wall it is. to keep people away from you. That was one of the first things that was brought up to us when we started getting more into the spiritual, started taking this class, we were learning a lot. Um I was heavier than before. This was before surgery. And I think one of the women said it to me, and she said, that's the wall you put up so people get. Because I was like, why can't I meet any guys and guys and no one loves? And she was like, and she was like, yeah, that's the wall you put up. You're doing it yourself. That's a physical, mm-hmm. the, the fat, the weight was like a physical wall that you're putting up to keep people out. And it's like you don't even know that you did it and you did it. And that, that was, like, a big, you know, because you never want to take personal. This is before I was, like, very into personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm, like, all about it. I get frustrated when people don't take yeah. it, you know. <laughs> that's not fair. I not everybody can, Yeah, know. I know. But um, not everyone is as lightened as us. <laughs> so arrogant, right? I don't yeah. care. Um, so I was like, oh, it's so fun. And then you thought, like, oh, it is my fault. And then you're, like, well, really not, not fault, fault but, yeah. yeah. But you're like, oh, I had a part to play in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used, to, we used to say that a lot. And yeah. that's where the verbiage gets tricky with this stuff. It does. And, uh, yeah, you never, uh, that that it's our fault. But, yeah, so thinking about, like, my, when we were talking about how I never had a dad, so that, that male figure in my life was never going to be important. Right. And I did. I think I did everything subconscious or my soul or something about me or my ego was just living in this body mm-hmm. to make sure that never happened because because the opposite was true. People would try to get close to me. No matter what I looked yeah. like, guys would be interested. They were. I, would, I would just blame that. I would just find an I know, excuse. I know the ones that dug you <laughs> throughout <laughs> I, the year. I, know, I would just find an excuse. <laughs> not to let them get close to me because I didn't want to, ugh, right. you know, I just, I couldn't deal with, with the way I looked and the way I felt about myself. It was, it was a bad then. thing. That's, <laughs> it's well, a dark, God, dark Jesus, thanks for sharing. Uh, it was, it was and I mean, to thing. honestly, like, give you credit, honestly, just to me, to you, but then in front of all these people, it takes a lot to open up and say that stuff. You know, this has definitely been the season of honesty <laughs> well, and emotion. We're doing authentic April. We, and, we have to, you know, you we're know, talking this about voice. this is our voice in our year to evolve even more. Um, I don't think evolution ever went smooth for anything. You know, there's always a lot of, like, pain and emotion. Not pain, but there's, like, growing pains and emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like to to open up and, like, rip through some part of you and be honest about it and be like, hey, this is what's going on. You know, that's all part of it. So it's all part of, like, evolving and is being honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finding our voice and our message. If our message yes. is anything, is we know about what it's like to not like yourself in the mirror. I think if there's any running theme yeah. in our lives, we can look in the mirror and not like the person looking back at us, and no matter how hard in the day, and, that's, and even however the day is, and that's just, it's just the truth, you know, and that's what we're both really working on. And one of, even one of the reasons I think that we started this show is to have a, like, more positive view of ourselves mm-hmm. and put ourselves out there and be like, hey, we're worth listening to and just we're worth, you know, being entertaining. And We have a story you know, worth we have, Yeah, exactly. Because some people don't, some people can't sit up and vocalize. We we thankfully enough can vocalize it eventually. We have those in skills and spades. Form of expression, but yeah. there could be people listening who would never be able to talk about this, but there's at least us being able to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, and we definitely hope we're two people that can help in that way. You know, we're two people that could help give a voice or help someone else find their own voice in that mm-hmm. situation. Because I'll be honest, too, 
since we're doing that and since we're yeah. doing Authentic April coming up with mm-hmm. other hosts from Authentic You. Yeah, we'll be meeting some of our Authentic You with mm-hmm. who you guys will be meeting them through us if you don't know them already or can you're fans and you want to check mm-hmm. them out on our show, that'd be great. Yeah, you can get readings and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, having some fellow, fellow radio host guests mm-hmm. with us coming up in April. But I always, and I'll probably bring this up uh, most, I'll bring this up with them too, is like sometimes I listen, sometimes I listen to callers and sometimes I'll be like, sometimes all this, all this can make you such a victim of, of, of your circumstance because uh, like when Doreen Virtue said to that person, like she was trying to rationalize it like we do. We try to say, oh, well, what is the universe trying to tell us? And right. why are we going through this? Because did we do this and mm-hmm. did we do that? And having those inele- trying to have those intellectual explanations to really emotional problems mm-hmm. when we should just deal with the emotion at yeah. hand. Yeah. Never and be afraid to be to have your emotion and realize it. And the more you realize it, I think it even is the healthier. And it's just I feel so I, – I, Sometimes when I listen, I feel like I feel like when people call in, uh, sometimes it's like they're 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 asking questions they've been asking themselves for so long, and people have been telling them so so many things. It's like it it's, it gets back to that thing about getting paralyzed by it, yeah. and paralyzed by the explanation, and paralyzed that I'm not doing this right. Did I really attract this? And blah 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 blah. And, and I've been caught up in that yeah. spiral a lot of times. And that, that spiral is even more, it can even cause more problems because you're yeah. beating yourself up. Yeah. And because, I, yeah, you're constantly blaming yourself for everything that's mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. And especially <laughs> when Janet is on the show, the astrologer, and and, reme- and I'm going to actually that's go in about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the show at 7 mm-hmm. Eastern before us. And uh, sometimes I'm just like, well, Mercury's in retrograde, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, things still need to get done in the yeah, physical. That's, yeah. And sometimes it's just like I ha- I did really well for two years, uh, not letting that have any power over me. Right. But once I and Sally, I once I got back into office, I know. Once I got into this show and every all the other hosts, and now it's like in the back of my head all the time. I remember when it was in the back of your head to begin with. Uh-huh. Cause uh huh. Because Mercury's in retrograde. If we were, if college was a wacky sitcom, <laughs> that would have been your catchphrase. No. And there would have been Mercury's and Retrograde t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> what would mine would have been? Did I have a catchphrase? Uh, you were always, it. no, you were, Uh-oh. I don't know what your catchphrase would be, but you were always conflicted by your Libra rising About or something. Something was always going on yeah. with your, would you like, oh. You That's know, not, I was always making me annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. With your Venusian ways. I was conflicted. <laughs> conflicted, Allison. Yeah. Conflicted in Ramapo. <laughs> that would be our system. It would have been hilarious. Now, watching it, back then, it would have been <laughs> Back then, it was not funny. Now, it's hilarious what we were like in our 20s. But. We was a mess. But that was good because it had to happen because we had to get to, we had to evolve to this point through that, through what we went through and what we learned from it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to share with everybody. Yeah, so. Really. I know. Again, <laughs> another honest hour. Another honest hour of straight jibber jabber. Just Real stuff. talk. Nobody called in. That's fine. We can hold it down. I know. We're good. <laughs> Give us two no more. So let me play a few songs in the middle. We could do a three hour show. <laughs> do that. <laughs> get, our, get a band in here. We'll do a live band sometime. Yeah, that's but. Cool. You know, like, I, I do still have those feelings, like, I'm one, like Miss Wendy says, sometimes I'm one cheeseburger away from a disaster, but I don't... We joke about that, yeah. you and I, you know, because so it's still in my head. Now. It is, and, and I know, again, my, I've changed how I eat and a lot of the stuff I eat because of surgery, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, you know, have that joke with you, too, but I have changed the way I look at food, and I know more of what certain foods do to me, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that I've cut out that I don't eat anymore. I don't miss as much as I used to mm-hmm. because it just it just didn't make sense in my in my like consumption mm-hmm. anymore. So one of the, like some things that I thought I'd never be able to do without, I've surprisingly mm-hmm. been fine without them. Yeah. You know, so it it can happen. You can do it. I think the takeaway is that I'm going to I'm going to walk my talk 
and it's part of Cheryl Richardson's The Art of Extreme Self-Care. Her first lesson in it is learn to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. Let the first thought, when your reflection comes back to you, mm-hmm. it's at least say, I love you to yourself. And in the if it's the ending the hashtag body brutality thing, yeah. that's like the first lesson in it. Let okay. it... Let it, let it be. <laughs> Say that you love yourself. I right love now. you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> we love you guys. Yeah. Get to a point where you feel comfortable with it is what she says. That's good. So, anyway, like we that. love you for listening. Yeah, thank you for your support. Next week we're going to be off. There's yes, going to be there's reruns. Be reruns. We're going to go been, back to so behind the We've to have reruns. It's so <laughs> exciting. And then we'll come back. You'll see all our updates of our... We have our, five weeks of guests. Our five authentic weeks. guests. Mm-hmm. Oh, two hardest working fabulous people <laughs> in the internet show business. <laughs> thank you guys so much. All right. Cue the music, Michelle, and thank you. Have a great weekend. <laughs>